Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Football full circle on a Friday live right here on Sports Grid Radio and Sirius XM Channel 159. We end out your week with some great college football discussion continuing throughout this week here on FFC. I'm Ben Stevens. He's Joe Lisi. We're locked. We're loaded. We're ready for a Friday. Lisi, let's dive right in, shall we? How great was it that we were breaking down conference odds, odds to win the national championship? We're, we're not that far away, Ben. This is nope. what it's all about. We inch a step closer to the 2022 season in late August. And let me say, I love the fact that the college football season starts August 27th. We have that mm. game in Dublin, Nebraska, Northwestern. Oh, baby, we're just getting started. Big Ten football to start the college football season. You know that fires me up, Joe Lisi. In Dublin, between Northwestern and Nebraska. And Joe's right. The end of August, week zero. Games across the slate. And that's at the end of summer. We're almost approaching the very beginning of summer. It's the first week of May. By the time you know it, we're going to be at Memorial Day weekend. And then into the doldrums of July. But then summer workouts are going to be starting. Fall camp on the horizon. Media days across the country in every single league. We got to get you the early perspective on where the value is so you can get some early leans, some early bets in now to see those numbers change throughout the summer to get the best of those numbers. And that's what we've done here all week long. We've gone through all five of the power conferences, but we've really dove into four of the five, Joe. And the one we haven't touched on in full yet is the Big 12. And there are some changes, of course, coming to the Big 12 that we know of on the horizon. Teams like Cincinnati, UCF, making their way into this conference. There's been some reports this week that could happen this year. Teams like OU and Texas making their way out of the Big 12 Conference and to the SEC. But for right now, Joe, we have the 10 teams in the Big 12. Oklahoma, Texas, Oklahoma State, Baylor, Iowa State, TCU, Texas Tech, West Virginia, and the two schools out of Kansas, Kansas State and Kansas as well. And the favorite on the FanDuel Sportsbook to win the Big 12 championship in the 2022 college football campaign is Oklahoma, plus 175. But Texas, Joe, not far behind, only 25 cents back with the second shortest price at plus 200. Early here, Lisi, but how do you evaluate the Big 12? 
Well, I think it's one of the most competitive conferences around. I really believe that. They're solidifying not just the offense, but the defensive side of the ball. You see younger head coaches involved. Matt Campbell with Iowa State, yep. Neil Brown with West Virginia, the defensive-minded head coach and Chris Kleiman in terms of Kansas State. Brad Venables comes back to the, the Big 12 in terms of Oklahoma, another mm. defensive-minded head coach. So when you just look at top to bottom, and look what Mike Gundy did in terms of transforming that Oklahoma State defense over the past couple of years under Jim Knoll to a top 10 ranking. I mean, I think the sky's the limit for the conference. I really enjoy watching the Big 12 more so now over the last couple of years than when I did, let's say, in, in the early part of the decade, 2010 or even 2016, where it was just high-scoring games. They right. really have buckled down on the defensive side of the ball. I still give the inside edge to both Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, but I think there's some other teams that can actually compete for a division title this year. It looks different now. Defense can be a calling card for a lot of teams. And Oklahoma, under Lincoln Riley, struggled defensively. It's what held them back from taking that upper echelon step. Of course, dominating the conference championship, but getting to the college football playoff and having success in the CFP. That is something that has eluded OU, at least to this point. But now Brent Venables is there as the head coach in Norman. Lincoln Riley is in Southern California. Brent Venables, of course, knows Oklahoma football. Longtime defensive coordinator under Bob Stutes before he became the D.C. in Clemson under Dabo Sweeney. Now he gets his shot, Joe, as a head coach. And he was a guy from the assistant ranks that was rumored to be in a head coaching position pretty much each and every year. But stuck by Dabo Sweeney for a long time. Now he becomes the head coach in Norman, Oklahoma for OU. And they have pieces in place, of course, to find success even without Lincoln Riley. Who's the quarterback now in Oklahoma? It's Dylan Gabriel, right? I know he was at UCLA (laughs) and then back to Norman for the Sooners where he transferred originally from Central Florida. So they have talent there, Joe, and I think it's justified to see Oklahoma plus 175 as the favorites of the Big 12. It really is. And the one thing that Brett Venables has done in terms of cultivating talent, you look at the period of time from when Dabo really got Clemson to the top of the college football ranks, right? They recruited defense's talent, Carl Lawson, Vic Beasley, Cleveland Farrell, right? The list went on and on and on. And all they did was reload eerily similar on the defensive side of the ball to Alabama for a period of time, been about six or seven years. They averaged around 48 to 50 sacks per season, which was one of the tops with Alabama, Georgia, and even Penn State, respectively. So, that's what he brings this defense. Now, Alex Grinch got it a little bit better. They became a little more athletic. They became a little more physical, but I'm expecting Oklahoma now to take a big leap forward. I expect them to be a top 10 defense under Brett Venables. He understands what it takes to win not only a conference title, but more importantly, a national championship. Oklahoma, an 11-2 team last year, capping off their season with a victory over Oregon in the bowl game, 47-32, covering as a touchdown favorite, pushing that total to an over of 64.5. Oklahoma returns as the favorites in the Big 12. We break down more value next here on FFC on SportsGrid Radio. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. Football Full Circle on a Friday. Live on Sports Grid Radio and Sirius XM Channel 159. Fridays are always fantastic. But when you can spend a Friday afternoon with your good pal Joe Lisi talking some college football futures for the upcoming 2022 season, nothing really beats that. And that's what we do here with a focus on the Big 12 right now. He's Joe Lisi. I'm Ben Stevens. Joe, OU, the Sooners, the favorites in the Big 12, as we just laid out, plus 175. The team with the second best price is Texas plus 200 only 25 cents back Texas at plus 200 is $3 in front of Oklahoma State who is 5 to 1 the third best odds to win the Big 12 next season so clearly the FanDuel Sportsbook expects a closer gap between OU and Texas than they do to the rest of the Big 12 conference what do you make of Texas having the second shortest odds at plus 200 to win the Big 12 Typical Texas, right? The love for Texas is every single year. Top 25, potential Big 12 contender. And we talked about it, Ben. Just the defensive-minded coaches in the conferences. Is Texas right now behind the norm? Because you have Brett Venables. You have Mike Gundy that's transformed Mm -hmm. his coaching style. Dave Aranda, Matt Campbell. You have Neil Brown and Chris Kleiman and Lance Leipold, right? Those are defensive-minded coaches. And then only a handful of offensive guys, including Steve Sarkeesian. They're like the yep. Ferrari that like looks beautiful. You drive it out of the showroom and then you crack it on the curb and it falls into a thousand pieces because this yep. is what Texas does every single year. Everything's in front of them. Texas can compete. They have OU on the ropes. They have a 28-7 first half lead. What yep. happens? Kennedy Brooks is still running in Dallas right now on that <laughs> Texas defense. Are you kidding me? I mean, the, everything is there, right? Quinn Ewers, Xavier yep. Worthy, BJ Robinson just signed an NIL deal with Lamborghini. It's all there for the taking. But until Texas can do it, I can't back them at two to one. 
there's always the expectation for teams like Texas, Nebraska we discussed yesterday with the second best odds to win the Big Ten West, that this is the year it finally happens. This is the year they make good on the reputation, on the expectation to be where they need to be. But until your two eyes see it, Joe Lisi, until there's a sample size of success, I would not recommend to anybody paying a 2-1 to price on Texas to win the Big 12. If it happens and they cash it, great. But is there value on that idea of unmet expectation? I don't believe so when you're only 25 cents behind Oklahoma. And neither Oklahoma nor Texas were in the Big 12 championship game last year. It should be noted, of course, that was Oklahoma State and Baylor. The Cowboys inches, and I mean inches away from winning that championship game and potentially stealing the bid Cincinnati ended up with to the college football playoff. Two to one, Joe, is fascinating on the Texas Longhorns. A team that started off last year four and one. A team that in their wins last year, 38 against Louisiana Lafayette to begin, 58 against Rice, 70 against Texas Tech, and 32 against TCU, covering as a favorite in all four of those wins. And they got blown out by Arkansas as a six-point favorite. At the time, we weren't entirely sure how good the Hogs were under Sam Pittman. They ended up being one of the better teams within the Southeastern Conference. But then they were up big on Oklahoma in that first half of the Red River rivalry. And Oklahoma barnstorms them in the second, outscoring Texas by a large margin. The same story was exactly what we saw the next week against the Cowboys of Oklahoma State. Texas then went on a six-game losing streak. They did not cover in a single loss last year, Lisi. Four of those seven booked as an underdog, of course, until they rallied for a five-point win as a three-point favorite in their regular season finale against Kansas State. I understand the mulleted man in Quinn Ewers and having high hopes and expectations for Quinn Ewers in this Steve Sarkeesian offense. But defensively, Joe Lisi, this was a Texas defense that gave up over 31 points per game on average under a new defensive coordinator, I believe, in Pete Kwiatkowski. And that was not what was expected out of this Texas defense last year. That was bottom 40 in all of college football. And when you look at what they did offensively, Steve Sarkeesian in his final year in Tuscaloosa, Alabama was the second best scoring offense in the country. Texas ranks in the top 20 based on last year, averaging better than 35 points per game. That will be the thought and expectation yet again with Quinn Ewers, with B. John Robinson, and with Xavier Worthy, among a cast of other explosive offensive players. But does it justify the second best odds at 2-1 to one in the Big 12, Joe? Yeah, I don't know if I'm a fan of that number. No, I'm not. And in big games, they didn't step up. A couple of factors why I don't like Texas at 2-1 to one is, one, they were 1-5 one in, one in five on the road or on a neutral field side. Good teams are able to, to rally and face adversity and pull off games on the road. It doesn't matter if they're ugly. Just get the win. And that's that's part of mental resolve, right? Coupled with the fact that they were 3-6, and six, Ben, in conference, right? So here you have Steve Sarkeesian. They, mm-hmm. they fire Tom Herman. They run him out of town. 
for basically just winning mediocre bowl games. Yep. And now Steve Sarkeesian comes in in year one, the expectation, okay, we'll take eight, we'll take nine wins, and then we're prepared for year number two. Nobody, nobody thought that the Longhorns would finish five and seven overall, no. under 500, under 500 in the conference, lose to Kansas the way Charlie Strong did a few years ago. Now it's now it's like, hey, we really have to rally here, otherwise we're on life support. That's the problem, I think, in back in Texas right now is that Steve Sarkeesian's up against it. The bullseye's on his back. He doesn't get this team well over 500. He might yeah. not be there in 2023. And now, on top of that, you run Casey Thompson out of town. Quinn yep. Ewers could have all the world of physical attributes and ability. JT Daniels had that in year one in USC and was a deer in the headlights. Look at how his career ended. You have a quarterback in Austin that needs to win now, and yep. Quinn Ewers hasn't even started a game yet? That's right. a lot of pressure. I can't back that. I cannot back it. I'd rather, rather be a no-bet than putting good hard money on the Texas Longhorns at the start of the year. Absolutely so, Joe. Absolutely so. Quinn Ewers, yes, a transfer from Ohio State, although last year was supposed to be his senior year in high school. He got very limited playing time as a part of that team in Columbus. He made a boatload of money from NIL and good for him. That was the purpose of going to Ohio State. And now he goes to the school he originally committed at in Texas. And to give you an idea of the skill that Texas has, B. John Robinson is not just your standard college football running back who's one of the best in the country. B. John Robinson has the sixth best odds to win the Heisman Trophy in most marketplaces. The best odds of any running back to win the Heisman Trophy in most places. That is what B. John Robinson presents, not just in the ground game, but as a very versatile weapon in the passing attack out of the backfield as well. And if you want your opinion on the Big 12 or any conference or all of college football, Heisman Trophy odds, or even the NFL here on this football full circle on a Friday. Make sure to give us a call at the Sports Grid call in line 844-843-6879. Once again, that's 844-843-6879. So it's not just Joe Lisi and myself, Ben Stevens, going on about college football futures. If you want your input valued here, we certainly do right here on football full circle. But that's the talent level, Lisi, again, that Texas has. But you bring up a great point. Steve Sarkeesian's not there to make bowl games. Steve Sarkeesian's not there to win eight games. Steve Sarkeesian is there to win conference championships right now in the Big 12. And once that eventual leap happens, most likely next year, into the SEC. That is what Steve Sarkeesian is there to do. And, Lisa, a quick story for you here. One of my best friends, who I'm going to his wedding at the end of this month, is a grad student right now at Texas. He's a part uh -oh. of their marketing program in their business kind of school area in Austin. And he, as a part of a really cool thing, was a part of a booster tour, a booster tour for the Texas football program a couple of Fridays ago. He sent me some pictures from that tour in Austin, and it was the idea of how in to it. These boosters and big alumni are for Texas football. I'll finish that story on the other side of the break. We continue rolling right here on Football Full Circle on Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. To football full circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. Football full circle on a Friday right here on Sports Grid Radio. Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens. He is Joe Lisi. We've been breaking down the future odds for the 2022 college football season all week long here. After we wrapped up in the NFL draft, we gave you our thoughts, the winners, the losers, the best picks at each position for every team. We moved on to college football because we're just past the halfway point of this offseason. The point right in the middle was Wednesday from when the national championship game ended on January 10th to when week zero begins on August 27th. We're getting close. So it's time to find the value. And Lisey, right before the break, we were talking about Texas. One of my good friends goes to grad school in Austin and was lucky enough to go on a tour of the Texas football facilities. He did not realize at the time it was a big booster tour that most of the attendees was big oil money in the state of Texas from Dallas, from Houston, that were there to see the facilities, to talk about the program they love more than anything else. And he told me one of the funniest moments as they're discussing next year for Texas football, where the program stands under Sark, one of the first questions somebody asked was, are we getting Arch Manning? Peyton's nephew, Cooper's son, are we getting Arch Manning? Is he going to be playing in the burnt orange of the Texas Longhorns? That was one of the first questions somebody asked on this booster tour, Joe. That goes to show what Texas football means to everybody involved with that program. Fans, staff, coach, players, anybody involved with the Longhorns. And that's why, although a 5-7 and seven football team last year, you're going to have to book them as one of the favorites to win the Big 12 at plus 200, because Texas always has that superior level of expectation. Oh, think about it, right? I mean, B. John Robinson at the start of last year was a 30-1 shot to win the Heisman Trophy, right? We saw Vince Young do it back in, in 2006 in that national championship run. That's why players go to Texas. Now, Sam Ellinger elevated the program to a certain level, but I agree with you. You know, if they get Arch Manning, He has an opportunity to really solidify his career outside of what his brothers have done. Instead of going to Ole Miss or Tennessee, he can go to a Big 12 school and start his legacy. And I I think it was Blake Brockemeyer, the former standout... uh 
offensive lineman for the Texas Longhorns that sort of indicated that he might be leaning that way. Now, obviously, we know, Ben, money drives the bus, right? You know, yeah. you go to Texas and you get a boatload of cash behind it, uh, two, three million. I mean, think about it. If Quinn Ewers is getting 1.3, what is Arch Manning getting? About three million, maybe? Uh, in yeah. terms of, you know, the legacy. So, I think at the end of the day, I think Texas this year it's boomer bust. Nine and three is is acceptable. Anything less, I think Sark is out, and I think they start looking for a different head coach. Especially when you see the bottom teams in the Big Twelve starting to become more competitive. Kansas, right, knocks them off. Lance Leipold. It doesn't matter who the head coach is. When the margins of victory start to narrow from top to bottom, there's a problem there for the Texas faithful in Austin right now. And that will be the biggest question also if it's not a great year here in 2022. If they don't live up to the expectation of a 2-1 to price to win the Big 12 Conference, the second shortest, only 25 cents behind their bitter rival in Oklahoma at plus 175 because that next step next year, it seems most likely as they figure out the litigation behind the scenes, is for Texas and Oklahoma to join the SEC. And if you're going to the SEC, where it means more, Joe, five and seven with a step up in competition, I don't think is still suitable for those Texas backers that love their Longhorn football more than most. Lisey, we mentioned it. Oklahoma State and Baylor were the two teams that played in last year's Big 12 championship game. Oklahoma State has the third best odds to win the championship this year at plus 500. Baylor has the fourth best odds at plus 750 to repeat as Big 12 conference champions. Do you think there's value on either the Pokes or the Bears? Well, yeah, I do think there's value because they have built a mentality with both programs, right, in terms of a defensive-minded approach, not marquee playmakers at either the quarterback or wide receiver positions. Good players, not elite, that we've seen in recent years. You look at just Oklahoma State with Spencer Sanders, Jalen Warren, the former Utah State running back that now is in the NFL. You know, they didn't have those marquee five-star recruits, but they had a defense that was very good in terms of third down defense, one of the tops in the country, holding opposing offenses to around 25% of third down conversions, and they were opportunistic. If you could do that and run the football, guess what? You're going to win football games. It doesn't matter about the personnel. If the the team buys in and you limit mistakes on the offensive side of the ball, your defense is opportunistic and gets off the field on third down, guess what? You're going to be in more games than not and cover a ton uh, from the gambling perspective. So now you when you look at Baylor, they lose Jerry Bohannon, right? He transfers. Yeah. It will be Blake Shappen who stepped up uh, at the end of the year, got the Big 12 championship win. So, yeah, I think there's value on both teams. Now, can Oklahoma State sustain Jim Knowles' loss to Ohio State? That's what Big I question. really want to see. Big I don't question. know. I don't know. So I would give the inside edge right now to Baylor over Oak State because I love the job that uh, Dave Aranda's done. He weeded out the talent. Now the kids have bought in, and they are physical, man. I don't care if those players went on to the NFL. They are physical. He turned around the mentality on the defensive side of the ball. They pop you and right in the mouth, and I love that.
The only thing that scares me for that Dave Aranda defense, a Baylor defense that was fantastic, sensational last year on the way to a conference championship, only returning 51% of their production from last year. That ranks 113th in all of college football on the defensive side of the ball. There's only 130 FBS Division I college football teams. So in the bottom 20 of returning production for a team built on defense, Blake Shapin, as we saw last year, Joe, grew up big time in front of our eyes in that Big 12 championship game after Jerry Bohannon was dealing with some injuries. So I think that's a good metric for this Baylor team, but there's a reason that they won the conference championship last year and are plus 750 to do it once again. Losing a lot of that returning production defensively is going to be very, very interesting. Oklahoma State loses a lot defensively as well. 37% is all they have returning. That's third to last in terms of returning production defensively for Mike Gundy and the Pokes, and you lose your defensive coordinator. Iowa State's going to be a very interesting team. Only 40% of their entire roster from a returning production standpoint is back. That's bottom four in the country. So a lot of questions with some of those contenders in the Big 12 trying to challenge, as always, the big dogs in Oklahoma and Texas. There is a team, Joe, that we brought up just briefly earlier with new head coach in Sonny Dykes, the TCU Horn Frogs. 82% of their returning production from last year is back. Even split both offensively and defensively, 82% on both sides. That's top 10 in the country, Joe, and TCU right now is 18 to 1, the sixth best odds to win the Big 12 Conference. Maybe something to keep an eye on for the Horn Frogs as they get ready to go for 2022. Yeah, without a doubt. Sonny Dykes, a great offensive-minded coach that understands the landscape of the of the conference as a whole, right? And he's going to dial it up with the Horn Frogs. Now, I have no concerns about TCU on the offensive side of the ball, right? We saw Collins come in at the end of the year, get the victory in Fort Worth against Jerry Bohannon and the Baylor Bears. They struggled in that matchup. I believe they were like six and a half, seven-point underdogs, won the ball game outright. The question remains on the defensive side of the ball for TCU, yeah. that front seven, a lot. 200 and basically 20 yards per game plus, right? That was the biggest MO why Gary Patterson is no longer in Fort Worth. It wasn't that the offense was mediocre. It was that the defense started to regress year after yeah. year after year. They weren't recruiting and cultivating that talent up. So, again, I think when you look at the Big 12 and you look at the schedule, yeah, I think Sonny Dykes could get them to six wins. Possibly. I think that's asking a lot in year number one. If we're talking about dark horse, right, and potential coach that can hit the ground running right now, I believe it's in Lubbock with Joey McGuire. He's got a mm. good basis in terms of offensive talent there. Donovan Smith led the victory over Mississippi State. Saroderick Thompson's a physical back. They have an offensive philosophy that Sonny Cumbie kept right before he left for La Tech. Defensively, Matt Wells recruited pretty well, even though they ran him out of town, that defense was only given up about 137 rushing yards per game. That's very physical in the Big 12 Conference. I love Joey McGuire's enthusiasm. I'm yeah. picking Texas Tech as a dark horse at 40-1 to to potentially sneak in mm. to the Big 12 Championship this year. 
I like it, Lisi. And if he had 40 to 1 come that first weekend in December for the Big 12 championship game, you got wonderful money line and hedging opportunities available for you right there. Let's dive into the Heisman odds, Joe, and we'll continue our conversation on the other side of the break, focusing now individually at some of the future prices we will see for the 2022 college football season. In most spots, Joe, we have Bryce Young as a slight favorite ahead of C.J. Stroud. Bryce Young at plus 250, C.J. Stroud behind at plus 350. The two quarterbacks, Bryce Young, the reigning Heisman winner out of Alabama, C.J. Stroud, the starting quarterback, it seems, for Ohio State this upcoming season. Caleb Williams in some spots not far behind, but on the FanDuel Sportsbook, Joe, it's really a two-player race right now, it seems, based on these very early odds between Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. Yeah, I mean, and we know why, right? Two of the top teams in the country. They have elite wide receiver talent. Should Jordan Addison all of a sudden go to Tuscaloosa? I mean, Bryce Young will be the front runner in terms of maybe back-to-back Heisman trophies for the first time since when? Archie Griffin? Yeah, maybe maybe so, and that would be Bryce Young and what he brings because there's a lot of returning talent for Alabama's offense as well. We'll continue looking at the Heisman odds here on Football Full Circle on a Friday, the first weekend of May, but it's never too early to look at the future in CFB. We come back next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. Football Full Circle on your Friday right here live on Sports Grid Radio and Sirius XM Channel 159. He is Joe Lisi. I'm Ben Stevens. You need some Heisman Trophy odds to take you into your weekend, and that's what we have here. A slight miswording on my behalf, Joe Lisi, as we look at the FanDuel Sportsbook right now for those Heisman future prices. I said Bryce Young was in front of C.J. Stroud. It's the other way around. The Ohio State quarterback in C.J. 
Stroud, plus 200. The short favorite right now compared to Bryce Young, the quarterback out of Alabama, who is plus 400 in the reigning Heisman Trophy winner. But Joe Lisi, they're the only two players on the board right now at the FanDuel Sportsbook that have triple digits next to their name. Everybody else, four digits or more, and it gets even a steeper drop-off from Bryce Young to Caleb Williams, who's 12-1, and then Caleb Williams at 12-1 to to Tyler Van Dyke, DJ Uyengongole, and Jackson Dart all at 30-1. to There's a big distinction right now, even in this preseason odds board when it comes to the Heisman Trophy. Yeah, there, there is value. You could pick off uh, potential value as the season yeah. progresses, right? We saw it with Joe Burrow and Devontae Smith in back-to-back years. Bryce Young was there. He fell off when, obviously, Alabama lost to Texas A&M and then got himself back into the mix. So this is the one market where you can potentially pick a diamond in the rough. Now, yeah. I will say in terms of parameters about how you, uh, I want to say, approach this, has to be yeah, yeah. a team. It has to be a team that has at least up until this point, over the past, let's say, four or five years outside of Lamar Jackson, where his team was eight and five, you have to be a contender or have to be on the outside looking in of the college football playoff. Until that changes, we can't take some of these guys. I'm sorry, Will Levis, I love him, but at 50 to one, he's not winning the Heisman Trophy, right? So if we take that mindset about potential contenders, whether it be uh, Big 12, SEC, and we dial it in, who does that leave us, right? I like Jackson Dart at 30 to 1 because if if you think about Matt Corral last year, he was the front runner at the start of the year. And Ole Miss does have love with the media because it's Kiffin. If somehow we have Jackson Dart knock off, you know, or get to the SEC championship, hey, why not, right? So Jackson Dart at 30 to 1. I don't even see Max Johnson here. But I tell you what, if Max Johnson knocks off uh, Alabama and A&M wins the, the West, why wouldn't Max Johnson be on this list? So he was last year. He was basically fifty to or seventy-five to one with LSU. You're not going to put yeah. him on the list at A and M now, where they're thirty to one to win it all. Give me Max Johnson. There he is, eighty to one. <clears throat> I like your thought process, though, Lisi, because Joe's right, guys. I mean, when you're out there and you're listening to this and you're thinking, how do I approach the Heisman board? There's a reason that C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young are as short of favorites are they are. They lead some of the highest scoring and highest powered offenses in the country for two schools that have the two of the three best odds to win the national championship next year. With C.J. Stroud being the quarterback at Ohio State, 5-1 to one are the Buckeyes to win the CFP national championship. Alabama is the favorite at 2-1 to one to win the college football playoff national title. That is generally how things go. A success of an individual player leads to success of your overall team. And when it comes to college football, that better be a New Year's Six Bowl or a college football playoff appearance. You could look at the likes of Kenny Pickett. Obviously did not win the award last year, but was a finalist. Pitt still played a New Year's Six Bowl and won the ACC, right? Pittsburgh not a powerhouse like Alabama or Ohio State on a perennial basis, but that is what you need to do. You need to be in the conversation not only as an individual, but from a team performance as well. The one exception to the rule was Lamar Jackson in 2016, but the numbers have to be ridiculous for that to be the case. Lamar Jackson averaged better than 272 yards per game through the air in 2016, his Heisman winning season. He threw for 30 touchdowns to only nine 
interceptions, had a quarterback rating just a little bit south of 150. So he threw for 272 and 30 touchdowns over the year. He also ran on average for more than 120 yards per game and 21 touchdowns. So a quarterback that put together nearly 400 yards of total offense on average in every game, Joe, throwing for a couple of touchdowns and running in a couple more. They have to be ridiculous, gaudy numbers that look different than anything we have seen in the history of college football if you're going to be an eight or nine win football team and not contending for your conference championship or not contending at least for a New Year's Six or a college football playoff spot. There's where the numbers have to be. Does anybody, as you stare at this right now, have that? Yeah. I'm not so sure, right? Maybe a Caleb Williams if UFC kind of putters out a little bit. But again, the expectation is that if Caleb Williams is going to be in contention for the Heisman Trophy, the Trojans are winning the Pac-12. Oh, without a doubt. That's the one area where maybe you could find that diamond in the rough because the, the, the road or path to the college football playoff is a little bit easier. So if we look at the quarterbacks in the Pac-12, Bo Nix with Oregon, no way. He couldn't win at Auburn. He's going to win at Oregon and win a Pac-12 championship. Absolutely You're going to fumble it. Right? Exactly. So we have Caleb Williams with USC. How about Cam Rising? I mean, I know he's not that marquee name, but if Utah— But if let's Utah's say, good— Utah's great, and and, right. and I, I'm always a believer in this, <clears throat> that people remember the previous year, right? So people remember that Utah went toe-to-toe with Ohio State last year in the Rose Bowl. So if all of a sudden now Cam Rising leads Utah to, let's say, an undefeated record in the Pac-12 and wins a Pac-12 championship, all of a sudden now it's like Cam, Cam Rising, he's the guy. So you always have to take into account the year prior, I believe, for certain players and how it can maybe, I want to say, catapult them into the top 10 or top 5. And everybody for Lamar Jackson, right? It's always that Heisman moment. Last year was Kenneth Walker with with Michigan 5 touchdowns, right? If he didn't mess up against Ohio State, most likely you could have made the argument for Kenneth Walker. Lamar Jackson jumping over the Syracuse player. You need to have that Heisman moment to solidify that spot as well. Lisey. I thought we were friends. Why do you got to bring up Lamar jumping over a Syracuse? <laughs> but I mean, my am I honor? wrong, though? That, no, that's what everybody right. remembers. I've seen that highlight 55 times in my life because they continue to play it, even with Lamar Jackson, now the starting quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens for multiple years. They still play that freaking highlight on a Friday night in the Carrier Dome (laughs) when Lamar Jackson leaped over a full-blown Syracuse defender at the goal line for one of his 21 rushing touchdowns in his Heisman-winning year in 2016. Now, Lisi, a good friend of our network, who I believe you have interacted with before, is a man by the name of Connor O'Gara. He covers the SEC and really all of college football for Saturday Down South, one of the best organizations covering the Southeastern Conference. And Connor O'Gara, if he has not already, wants to license and print shirts that say, friends don't let friends bet preseason Heisman favorites. And he's not (laughs) wrong. Because there's not value in C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young with numbers this short before the year gets underway. Do you need proof? Well, who were the three favorites last year to win the Heisman Trophy? D.J. Uyunglele had the third best odds. J.T. Daniels from Georgia, who's no longer at Georgia, has the second best odds. And Spencer Rattler 
for Oklahoma last year, Lisey, was the favorite before the season got underway at a price near 5-1. to one. Spencer Rattler got benched in favor of Caleb Williams. Spencer Rattler is no longer in Norman. He's in South Carolina, Columbia to be exact. Now the starting quarterback for Shane Beamer and the Gamecocks. Let me ask you about Spencer Rattler, who this year, Joe, is 50-1 to one to win the Heisman Trophy. Spencer Rattler is a man we have not seen perform very well at the collegiate level of the overall sample size. But he came in with such hype to Oklahoma. He came in with such hype into his sophomore, into his junior year. And we haven't seen that level of production on the football field. And yet there is still some hype building for Spencer Rattler possibly to be the second best quarterback in the SEC this season, only behind Bryce Young. Do you need to believe it? Do you need to see it to believe it with Spencer Rattler? Or can you believe in that excitement building up once again for the new starting quarterback for the Gamecocks? Yeah, and this is not a knock in Columbia. I love Williams Bryce. I love Space Odyssey 2000. I love everything (laughs) about Columbia, South Carolina. And Shane Beamer did a fantastic job, got the bowl win over North Carolina. That being said, Spencer Rattler is not going to win the Heisman. I think he Hmm. could potentially struggle in in Columbia this year. I I, I think it's a different type of offense. They were predicated more, I I believe, on a ground-and-pound mentality. They lost their big play running back, Kevin Harris, to the NFL. I think Beamer could get the most out of Rattler, but I still don't think that it will be a Heisman Trophy campaign in year number one. Okay, so maybe if he's there, you know, in 2023, I need to see it first. I'll tell you this. The player, if you want a dark horse in the SEC, and I talked about Miles Brennan yesterday, okay, forget him, Hendon Hooker. Because you want to talk about one of the most prolific quarterbacks in FBS. Hendon Hooker hit the ground running midway through the season, taking over for Joe Milton. 31 touchdowns, three interceptions. He's a mobile kid. He plays in Knoxville. You have the potential to knock off Georgia Right? A Hendon Hooker's got to be one of the – I mean, he's got great value as well. I believe he's 30 or 40 to 1. I'm going to roll with the former Hokie, baby. Give me Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker put up some big numbers. And you're looking through this board right now for some value for the Heisman Trophy. There's a lot of SEC quarterbacks maybe in that middle of the pack as we would evaluate it right now. With Bryce Young at the top, Will Levis is supposed to be right there, and maybe Spencer Rattler. But Hendon Hooker, 60 to 1. You look down through the board. Anthony Richardson, 60 to 1. The quarterback for Florida. Will Rogers, 80 to 1. The quarterback for Mississippi State. That's going to be a lot of yardage, but I don't think Mississippi State's going to be enough in the conversation for Will Rogers to cash in on that price. Anthony Richardson, Joe, is a very interesting one at 60 mm-hmm. to 1. Given that all Anthony Richardson can do in terms of putting up those gaudy numbers, both as a passer and a runner of the football, in the first year of Billy Napier taking over in the swamp. I'm a huge Billy Napier fan. A guy that won at least 10 games in all four years. He was the head coach at Louisiana Lafayette down there for the Rage Cajuns. I think. Billy Napier can have some success even early in his career as the head man in the swamp. And Anthony Richardson has the potential, as we don't let friends bet Heisman preseason favorites, Anthony Richardson, if he can get Florida to a 9-10-11 win football season, a contender in the SEC East, maybe even playing in the SEC championship game, Anthony Richardson's going to be right there, Joe. 60-1 to right now, given all that young man can do at the quarterback position, a lot of value in my mind. 
Oh, without a doubt. Go to that game against LSU where they were toe-to-toe with the LSU Tigers in Baton Rouge. I mean, Anthony Richardson lit up that LSU Tigers secondary. He's a Lamar yep. Jackson type of player. The reason why Emory Jones transferred to Arizona State. I love yep. Anthony Richardson, and I agree. Could he look a little like Levi Lewis from uh, the Raging Cajuns, right? I mean, a very prolific quarterback, played well within the scheme. Does Billy Napier sort of dial him back? Because I'll tell you what, he can tuck it and run with the best of them. I mean, when he breaks contain, look out. He's another running back. Good luck on trying to catch him in the open field. So, I love him. The only question is, which team do we believe? Do we believe Napier in year one or Josh Heupel in year two? That's why I lean to Hendon Hooker. And Tennessee was fantastic last year offensively, challenging some of the best throughout the Southeastern Conference. Some final thoughts on the Heisman Trophy odds in our final segment of the week here on Football Full Circle on a Friday. Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 159. We'll be back in just a few. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. Just a few more minutes left here on our final show of this week, a Friday on Football Full Circle on Sports Grid Radio and Sirius XM Channel 159. He's Joe Lisi. I'm Ben Stevens. A factory of college football knowledge is what Joe Lisi is. And we've spent the later portion of this week focusing on the CFB futures market. Today, the later portion of this show, Lisi, all about the Heisman Trophy. And if we take the adage from our good friend Connor O'Gara that friends don't let friends bet pre season Heisman favorites. We got to go down the board a little bit. We got to scroll for some value plays. Here's one that stands out to me. Who should have been a Heisman finalist last year. Will a defensive player ever win the Heisman again? Probably not. But value Will Anderson. 60 to 1. The outstanding edge rusher, defensive lineman, do it all for Nick Saban and Joe Golding and the company. That would be Will Anderson. 60 to 1, Joe, to win the Heisman Trophy this year. I love it. 
I mean, think about this. You know, Aiden Hutchinson blasted to the top of the charts at the end of the year. Will Anderson had to be held out of spring camp with the with the Alabama Crimson Tide because they didn't have an offensive lineman on their own team that could handle him, Nick Saban said. So think about that for a second. And at 60-1, to 1, he's definitely worth, as we say, a sprinkle, Ben, to win the yeah. Heisman this year. And, Joe, when you look at 60-1 to 1 as well, by the way, I said Joe Golding, Pete Golding is what I met, the defensive coordinator down there in Tuscaloosa. 60-1 to 1 as well, Jackson, Smith, and Jigba, the mm. incredibly talented wide receiver for Ohio State who set an FBS bowl game record last year, totaling nearly 350 receiving yards in the Rose Bowl against the Utah Utes. Yes, it takes a lot for a receiver to win the Heisman Trophy, especially when your quarterback is the favorite, but Lisi, 60-1 to 1 on Smith and Jigba, might be worth a sprinkle as well. Uh, he's going to put up huge numbers this year with C.J. Stroud, and worth a sprinkle, I agree with you. Joe Lisi put up huge numbers all this week on Football Full Circle. Have a wonderful weekend, my friend. I am Ben Stevens. A wonderful weekend to all of you out there. May it bring many profits. The Money Line with Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside is up next on Sports Grid Radio. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.